Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. G'day and welcome to Better Than Yesterday. I'm Osha Ginsberg. Thanks for being here. This is Better Make It Quick. It's the Wednesday edition of the show where we go back and have a bit of a listen to an episode from the past that, you know, you might have missed and that's okay, but it's an episode that will definitely give you something that you need to make today better than yesterday because that's what we do here at the show. Every single episode, all the way back to 2013, does just that, does what it says on the box. We have over 400 chats with people, Mondays and Wednesdays and with a guest and Fridays I'm here with you. I'm Osha Ginsberg. I'm a podcaster, TV host, author, dad, stepdad, studio rebuilder, currently someone who's drilling drilling guitar stands into the into the wall behind me because I've rejigged my studio a bit. And uh, right now I'm here to help you listen to an episode from, goodness, I think it's like 2015 or 2016. It's a fantastic conversation with Bernadette. Bernie Black. At the time, Bernie was the CEO of the Brave Foundation and the author of the book, Brave Little Bear, the inspirational story of a teenage mother. Bernie fell pregnant when she was just a teenager. You'll hear that story today. She's since gone on to create the Brave Foundation. She's no longer the CEO. She's now the social economic empowerment ambassador and really working hard at a strategic and policy level for teens, parenting, and expecting parents who are teenagers. Because we don't, I mean, teenage pregnancy is a thing, you know, it's the thing of after school specials and movies. We don't talk about it because, you know, teenage pregnancy is a, a wild thing to speak about. The Bernie's story will resonate with many people listening. Um, in the longer version of this podcast, you'll hear me talk about what happened when I was in grade 12. And uh, let's just say my girlfriend was late, not to a date. And it was that was an interesting uh, final couple of weeks of, <laughs> of school that it might be confronting to listen to because I'm here to tell you, uh, if they say eight is too late to have the chat about online porn with your kids, just not speaking about sex or contraception or safe sex or options or anything like that, choices that you have, 
you know, and hoping that your kids will get it from around them, nah, not going to work. Because teenagers have sex. I had sex as a teenager. It happens. It absolutely happens. And when we get into the numbers, it definitely does happen. Bernie has gone on to build an incredible life for her son that she uh, was mother to as a teenager, but she has now got a much larger family and she's risen to an incredible career for herself. She's a businesswoman. She's a speaker. She was the CEO and the founder of the Brave Foundation, as I said. Now she's working real hard on systemic change, policy change, as the social economic empowerment ambassador for the Brave Foundation. You'll hear how she's making a massive difference, not only with stigma reduction and support for teenage parents, but on a, on a policy level. Now, you may be listening to this going, oh, I don't have a teenager. Um, I haven't got a teenager who's pregnant. Well, that's fine. You don't have to, but... Listening to the way Bernie and her family handled the challenge that she was faced with, there's lessons in that that can help you do whatever you've got to do today. And that's what this show is all about. She's an inspiring woman. I cannot thank her enough. She actually flew up from Tasmania to come and chat with me. And that's why the drill is in my hands because I'm rejigging the studio because COVID basically stopped me doing face-to-face interviews. I used to do all my interviews face-to-face and I'm rebuilding my studio here to hopefully have guests face-to-face again in the house. So I'm looking forward to that. She was great. If you want to find out more about what Bernie Black does, you can find out at bravefoundation.org.au. So we pick up my conversation with Bernie where pretty much we asked about, well, I asked about when did she first kind of have an idea about, about sex? I remember mum and dad, I actually found um, some lubricant. I think I was in, you know, year seven in their ensuite and I found it and I threw it on the ground and I said to mum, how dare you and dad ever do this? This is not okay. And she just said, you know, sweetie, it's a normal, beautiful thing. And I, I, in my brain, was just like, it was like a shock to me. I did not think I knew at year seven that your parents still had sex, like yeah. I thought. And um, But it wasn't something that was talked about. Like right. you had the opportunity with your mum. It wasn't, we didn't talk about sex. It was not a, we went to a Catholic school, Catholic family. I think I was given a book at probably around about grade six and it was so gross to me that I threw it on the ground and gave it back to my mum said I never want to talk about it again and we didn't we didn't talk about it so I had no preparation except for the little bit you might hear at a Catholic secondary school uh, of the world of you know sex and boys and all of those things yeah then as you you know you're growing up and you're you're like you're 15 you're 16 you're for all intents and purposes you your body is that of a woman yep but you're still kind of a bit of a kid yep. between the ears. Yeah. Can you take us through? Yeah. <laughs> can, you, can you take us through uh, what happened? Yeah, absolutely. So I can remember, you know, and I was saying that I always wanted to do the right thing, but then there was this exciting part of life that was starting to take off and it was an escape because home wasn't often a happy time at that time. It was an escape and being around with these people that were interested in drinking and all of this stuff was just exactly where I wanted to be. And, um, and I remember there was a group of kids that didn't go to the same school as me and so I was invited to a party and, and I met a boy there that I, I sort of liked and then anyway, six months down the track, he ended up becoming my first boyfriend. And I remembered at the time looking, there was a girl that had fallen pregnant it would have been about a year before me. She was in year 11. At your school? At my school. Oh. And I remembered the comments and the things that people would say. And, and, you know, at the time, I don't remember saying much about it. I've always been the type of person that it wouldn't matter what happened to you. You'd try and find a pathway through to something that would be good, even in my, you know, most tricky times. I'd try to, mm. to see the good. But 
hearing about this girl and just thinking, you know what, maybe her life is over, you know, and, and actually really thinking that and that was the perception. What did they, what did they, was it a kind of thing of like, oh, she's going to leave school and we never see her yeah, again? Yeah, 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 very much, very much. And so then when I met my boyfriend and then we had sex and we did everything that we thought was the right thing. And so you were contraception yeah, everything? Yeah, used contraception, condom broke, then that totally freaked us out, freaked us out, freaked me out because we'd only just become sexually active. So you're mm. just like, oh, my goodness. All those thoughts. If mum and dad found out, what have I, what have I, you know, done? Um, that type of thing. But then I'd heard enough to know about the morning after pill from my friends. So then I went and got the morning after pill, and really just thought to myself, my goodness, you know, Dude, phew, that, was that was close, you know, like, and and um, and that was a really scary experience, and it got to the point that I was. Probably it was, I remember it being winter Russia and I hadn't got my period yet. And I remember saying to my mum, mum, I, you know, I don't know what's wrong with me, but my nipples won't stop stinging. <laughs> and she was like, oh, sweetie pie, it's pretty cold winter. So that's where she put it down to. And, you know, I know now that was, that was their signs of pregnancy. Um, and so then in desperation, when I didn't get my period, my boyfriend and I literally rang up. It was the yellow pages. We went through doctors' clinics and pharmacists, and we took it in turns in ringing pharmacists and doctors' clinics and asking them, "Can your period run late if you have the morning after pill?" And you know, most of them said, "Yeah, don't worry about it too much." And I, we just wanted to hear, like you were saying with your your hip, I just wanted to hear someone say, "This isn't going to be your future." Like I, I what I thought it looked like with the other girl, I wasn't even prepared to think I could go there. I was starting to experience this freedom that I was only just starting to grasp and an escape and here was another whole alternate universe that was going to possibly include a whole lot of responsibility. So my boyfriend and I decided that we'd go to, we told our parents that we were going to go to a friend's party at a, at a restaurant down in, not far from Watsonia in Melbourne. And, um, and at that place, there was a 24-hour medical centre just around the corner. And so they dropped us off at the restaurant. They left, saw the car go. Then we went to the, um, to the 24-hour medical centre. And oh, it, it was, oh, man, like the first thing that the receptionist asked me for was for a Medicare card. And I was like, is that that green thing that my mum has in her purse? didn't know what that was and then she took me in to see the doctor and that was the doctor that actually gave us gave me he, he was really rude and he made me feel pretty awful and pretty ashamed and he just threw some tablets and said take these that'll stop it and take these it'll stop you being sick and that was the morning after pill um that that time um so he gave it to you again he gave it to that was no sorry that was the first that was the night it happened okay but, um, but then when I didn't get my period, sorry, that was an earlier story, but then later on when I didn't get my period, um, I went to my, my boyfriend and I were working at, um, at Wendy's Ice Cream. So we both had the lovely pink Wendy's uniforms on and I went to get a test and said to him, I need to go and grab a test. Didn't know what else to do. Um, didn't even really know what one looked like and had to go to the bit that had all the condoms and the lubricants mm. and had to pick up the worst thing. And, you know, being in a suburban area, it's like a country town. Mum and dad knew everything everyone there and you just I just kept looking down thinking what is everyone thinking about me as I pick this up you know obviously she sleeps around you know what a waste of a life stuff like that so I I, I picked up the test bought it didn't look at the lady either and chucked it into my 
surf bag because that's all I wanted to do was be a surf girl at the time and um, went to the toilets and, and Dave came with me, my boyfriend. And then I locked myself in a cubicle and, you know, did the test. I had no idea how to do it. And after one minute, one line showed and that meant that it was working properly. And at that time, I actually said mum and dad had taught us to say if anything goes drastically wrong, say Jesus, Mary and Joseph help me. I think I said it 600 times within the space of, I don't know, 30 seconds. And then another very faint but real second blue line began to appear. And my first thought was about, you know, my boyfriend. I was trying to impress him, his mum's family, mum and dad, like what were they going to think of me now? My, my next thought was about my nana. I truly didn't think she'd heard of the word sex, let alone that anyone ever had it. <laughs> and the next one was about my dad. He'd worked two jobs for me as a cleaner and as an insurance clerk so that I wouldn't have perhaps the outcome that he'd had. And then I just put it in my bag and and then we went to work and later that night that I went home. What was that shift like? Oh, how did you get through that? It was so heavy. It was like, like you know, a teenager's brain, the frontal lobe isn't developed enough yet to make pre-decision-making ideas. I know that now. You don't know that when you're 16. But what it felt like was that something was that was happening that was so big to me that my brain couldn't even comprehend properly yet. And one minute I was looking at Dave and he's making, you know, a, a winky dink ice cream or whatever and, and handing them to some kid and I'm thinking oh my goodness he's going to be a father and then I'm you know just thinking to myself oh, how am I going to go home and tell mum and dad this news it was it was very full on all right mm. so how oh, well f- number one that he didn't run straight away is pretty amazing yeah yeah well he just he actually just um put his hand on my head I can remember and just sort of ruffled my hair and he just said you know, Bernie, it's your body and it's your decision and and that's and that's then we went to work. That was just how sort of pragmatic it was and and he was really lovely for a sixteen year old kid. This was a huge thing for him as well. We both didn't know how to comprehend this and didn't know anyone. There wasn't a I went, you know, later on I asked if there were any books or pamphlets to show me that you could be okay and there was nothing then, Osha. So it, it was was a, a tough road at that point. So how what happened? Yeah. What, like, how did you sleep that night? What happened? <laughs> well, I got home and I ran straight into my bedroom, which was painted pink when I was 10, had all those surf posters up and um, I shared it with my little sister and um, I heard the familiar creaks and mum came in and I knew I could tell my mum because she was, you know, and she is such a compassionate woman um, and it would be more that I'd had sex than I was pregnant for mum and dad. And so I, I just told her and she just said, sweetie pie, only the good girls get caught out. And I remember sort of sitting there thinking, that doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> but I think what she was meaning was you don't know what you're doing, so that's why you've fallen pregnant. But, I, but I, it was her compassion that was... so grateful for for what was about to come because then she uh, said oh Clive that's my dad Bernadette's got something to tell you and um and dad came into the bedroom Osha and he was you know when you know when something's up with your kids um he was like but green gray with anger and he did have bouts of 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 verbal aggression wasn't physical but you know he he could get really angry And I just thought, I can't tell my dad, I can't tell my dad what I've done. So I just looked at the ground and I said, 
Dave and I had sex and now I'm pregnant. And then the next thing we heard, my bedroom door slam, the front door slam. We lived on a main road. He went into the middle of a main road and screamed to the whole of the suburb, my 16-year-old daughter's had sex and now I was pregnant. And we could hear it from inside. And... <sighs> It was, <laughs> the, the neighbours remembered it for a long time. Thankfully, once they knew more of the story down the track, they'd have a laugh about it. Yeah. And I'm happy that we can now. But at that time, that was pretty full on. Um, and then he woke me up at seven o'clock the next morning. Um, my mum got very sick because of the shock. She couldn't walk for six weeks. We thought she had MS, but it was just the stress of my pregnancy. My goodness. And so dad got me up the next morning and took myself and went. we went and picked up my boyfriend, Dave, and we he took us to a 24-hour medical centre again to get the, to get the test again. And and it was, he did not talk to me at all. It was pretty tough. He actually didn't talk to me towards the end of, until the end of my pregnancy. So Whoa. it was a very hard time. Oh, I can only imagine <laughs> like being Dave on the side of the road when the car pulls up. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my God. I know. Oh, I my know, God. It right. would have been so intense oh, for you. It was. Well, we were actually in the back of the car and my brother was there as well and my mum, my, my dad drove and, and my brother said, you know, it was silent. My brother said, what's the matter? Is Bernadette pregnant or something? And no one said anything. It's just like, oh, this is not a nice, nice experience. <sighs> so what happened next? Well, we have to take a break. And when we're back, you'll hear more of what happened with Bernie Black after this. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Uh, thank you so much for listening. This is Better Make It Quick. We are chatting with Bernie Black today, the founding CEO of the Brave Foundation, now the Social Economic Empowerment Ambassador for the Brave Foundation, which helps teens uh, who are parenting and expecting uh, to be parenting. Yes, that's that. That's grammatically correct. So I wanted to know, we all have an idea about what it is to be a teenage mother or teenage father. There's plenty of trash reality TV shows about it. So what does the research say? I asked Bernie, what is the overall misconception about teenage parenting? Yeah, so we actually did a survey on this and it was the Australia Tell Us Your Views campaign for Brave Foundation and we had um, a couple of thousand results from that, responses, and what it actually showed was the number one was that Australians think that teenage parents are on long-term welfare and number two, it was that um, they don't think that teenage parents will be able to finish their education Um, and that was coupled with the word stigma and so that there's stigma there. So I think it's one of those, when you're looking at those two elements, 
if you are seeing someone in society and your thought is you're costing me taxpayers money and that's the perception from Australia that perhaps is that's where it comes from and then if the second is well it's costing that money plus you don't have the same opportunities as other Australian children going through their education and then there's that stigma it creates this separation and so that's why Brave uses the word and we hear it a lot especially in the not-for-profit space but to bring that village of support and acceptance around an expecting and parenting teen because and and on this flip side of it the expecting and parenting teens we work with and that actually there's one young mum and she was 15 when I met her Osha in a really you know tough situation and she's in her second year of law she's actually a member of our steering committee she's uh She's a gun and she's been able to use all of those things because she's had that support and been able to have access to a pathway to do the things that she's wanted to do to do as well as be a great mum, that she's actually doing fine and her kids are going to have a drastically different life to the one that she even had. And so I think it is that. I think it really is, as you say, being able to smile. Yeah and expecting your parenting teen first, taking your responsibility for your role, however small or big it might be, it could be that it's your niece one day. Yeah. It may not. It might be a girl that you just glance on the street, but we all have that responsibility, I yeah. believe, as Australian citizens, to bring what level of support we can around someone that's, they're not actually a vulnerable person. They're experiencing a heightened level of vulnerability yeah. at this moment. And, and that's our role. It's interesting that the initial reaction is such a selfish reaction. It's not, oh my gosh, are you all right? It's not, can yeah. I help you? It's how dare you yeah. cost me. Yeah. I've seen the shows that run after the news at 6.30 at night. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I've seen, you know, yeah. the, the woman who's it's... older than you that just keeps the kids coming so she gets the payments. No, I've been taught that that's a horrible thing. Yeah, that's right. You know, yeah, it's, a, it's, a pre- it's pretty deep, but that's where it comes from, isn't yeah. it? It's just that but, entrenched. But we don't, you know, we, we tend to not see that. You know, we see that's a physical manifestation of taxpayer dollars being yeah. wasted. Yeah. But we don't see uh, the digging up the street around the corner. We don't see, oh, you, you blew $800 million on an ABN that that's, no one can use. That's so true. Fuck off. And, 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 <laughs> and what we also don't see yeah. is that these women have never been given a pathway before. No. What are they meant yeah. to do? How yeah. do they? they? They try and get on a bus or they go to a school and they don't have a policy on how to look after an expecting or parenting student and so then yeah. the principal won't have them stay. That, yeah. This shouldn't happen, but it does happen. Um, and so when, and that's what Brave's so thrilled with, having created the pathway um, plan, because there will be that opportunity for any Australian yeah. teenager that can continue and be totally fine. But I think it's the same with any other group of individuals experiencing heightened vulnerability, that you actually can look, instead of us looking at how do they find the services, I, I really think in Australia we can look at how we can actually bring those services to them. And we can actually do it in a pretty easy way digitally now. I think yeah, in this time I can in Australia, only imagine, like to know, like that on the same day that that awful doctor treated you and Dave that way, that you could have, you know, now then you couldn't have done it, but now you can pick up a website, yep. make a phone call, and go, okay, here are the next five things yep. to do. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Those steps, just you can connect those so yeah. easily. And that is just a small amount of my much longer conversation with Bernie Black. If you have been a teenage parent, if your parent was a teenager when you were born, if you are expecting 
the Brave Foundation do amazing work. Bernie Black is an extraordinary human and you can find out more, bravefoundation.org.au. Thank you so much for being a part of the show. Thanks to Andy Marr who did post on this, Rachel Barrett, my executive producer, Bruce Dill who helps us with producing, Toe Hyder on the music and you for listening. Thank you so much for being a part of it. Come and see us live. We're doing live gigs in Sydney and doing live gigs in Newcastle. So um, make a note. You'll find the notes in the show notes. Make a, <laughs> You'll find the link to the tickets in the show notes notes. Thanks for being a part of the show. I'll see you Friday. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Hey, Drew Scott here. And I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.